0: As the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day, it is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know My name is Cain. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another episode of Midday Mindfulness. Today is the absolute honour and privilege to be able to introduce to you Nicholas at the wave and the ocean. Today's episode starts abruptly as it was the first one that we recorded live and I actually missed the initial introduction and the start to the question. We are discussing the concept and principle theory of dualism and non-dualism in this reality, in this beautiful and magical experience, in this game that we call life. So sit back, strap yourself in tight and prepare to dive headfirst all the way into the depths of that rabbit hole. I love you all and I'm so excited for you to be able to experience this amazing episode. Enjoy.
1: Vice versa. So basically how I would describe it and how you would get into sort of the intellectual conceptual understanding of the idea of non duality and duality is that this world appears to me as though I am some sort of subject and everything else is an object and we interact with one another. When we get down to the fundamentals of reality, when we get more and more into this kind of present moment living that you're you're describing earlier, Mm -hmm. that's when we're able to feel and experience this sort of intellectual concept of oneness. It's one thing to say, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, it's all one. It's all an illusion that we're different, but I don't feel that it's an illusion, right? I feel that it's reality. So I think one thing that's important is that a lot of times in spirituality these days, and some like spiritual circles that I think maybe are um, sort of a blend of many traditions, rather than like you know rooted in, in some ancient knowledge, mm-hmm. um, is this idea that the self is not real. This world is an illusion. Non-duality doesn't or duality doesn't exist, right? Hot and cold doesn't exist. It's all in your mind. So just mm-hmm. ignore that, right? Focus on consciousness. That's the the true self, right? And it's a beautiful thing to say, but I think everybody's reaction to that is, that doesn't satisfy me, right? There's something not satisfying about that because I am real. I feel that I'm real. I feel that I am separate from you in some way. That is an apparent reality. So... The conceptual understanding of all this is that this world is a confusing place that both is and isn't, right? That we are both separate and not separate, right? Things are both hot and cold at the same time in this world. But there's this pervading reality behind it all. And I think most of us, if not all of us, have had the momentary experience of it. We've had those moments where we feel the interconnectedness. We've had those moments where the self disappears into the 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 character disappears into the story, right? I used to teach many, many years ago that we are the main character of the story. Mm -hmm. Now I teach that we're the fucking story, (laughs) that we are the story itself. And in some ways, we are both the character of the story and the story itself we're the thing that pe- things are happening to and we're also the happening itself so here in this world being a spiritual being and being a human I don't like this sort of process we're like oh yeah just ignore the human part of you you're a spiritual being having a human experience but ignore the human part it's like you're right we came here to experience this hot and cold right mm-hmm. to experience this contrast as a reminder almost of what we really are because we feel that and we experience it yet there's still something in us there's still this feeling of but isn't there something more but isn't there something more that's that seeker part of us that that looks for a different kind of truth yes. so maybe i've gone on too much right there in that topic that, and maybe it's very that, intellectual but it's that idea of like it's true and not true right there's a real there's a there's a fundamental dualistic nature and a non-dualistic nature to this expression of our being right here on Earth. 100%. That's the way I would see it.
0: That's why I've been so excited to have you on, because I love our conversations, our connections. Your your depth of wisdom is second to number. It truly oh, is. Thank you, brother. I still am using the teaching, as you said a moment ago, about being the main character, because mm. it's a way that we can, or I can deliver information to people that understand okay life's like a computer game you're the main character you go through different levels different experiences in order to gain information to be able to complete that level overcome Mm -hmm. certain obstacles and everybody else in your life in your game is there to actually enrich you in some way some people bring you power up some people bring you connections of pleasure or feelings of warmth and security and love other people actually golden can't. coins
1: or golden coins. <laughs> golden <laughs> you coins. jump and get the golden coins.
2: Jump up, get the metaphors.
1: Get <laughs> the golden star, you're yeah, invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh uh-huh.
0: I was talking about that the other day with somebody okay. getting getting the power getting the golden star. And I was doing that music in the background to trigger yeah. the memory of it. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And like being able to understand that when somebody is potentially challenging you they're actually bringing you the learning and growth that you're able to then achieve through that challenge Mm. without the ups and downs without the waves everything would be meaningless without a form of understanding of separation we wouldn't be able to go upon that journey to remembrance and completion again Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's a balance for myself between being in a place of like you say of being physical and also reconnecting to the eternal living in the astral and the more quite often in the beginning of our awakening journeys that we're able to then start to astral project and travel then go and meet all these weird and wonderful beings let's say
1: and it seems so much better than earth at first
0: yes <laughs> and, and then there can be a desire to not come back that's oh, the i trick. don't want to live here yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be grounded to this heavy, dense body, existing Mm. in this third dimensional limited reality. But that's what we're here for again. That's what you said yourself. We're here to learn. It's earth school. Mm. And the way that I was shown it was that it is all a bit like a, a play. And if as a theory, because everything is just simply a theory without the ability to test anything to infinity, I would always say, Everything's a theory. Nothing is actually proven. It's what resonates, what vibes with me is what I then integrate and use. I'll always try everything to see what feels best to me. Hmm. So if I was God, which I am, but. (laughs) Don't tell that to
1: wrong people.
0: No, that's a conversation to keep behind closed doors quite often. Yeah.
1: Only Jesus can say that and get away with it in large yes. numbers. <laughs> yes. We've
0: had one person realize who they were and go about performing miracles and saying that I am the son of God. Actually, I am the father of our one. We can, we can have one person say it and then put them on a pedestal. But if anybody else says it, we'll, we'll actually ridicule them and mm-hmm. condemn them and push them outside of society so that nobody else realizes this truth. Yeah, But yeah, if, If I was God, if I was, and I knew everything and could create everything at the simple will of my mind through the consciousness that creates all, and I knew everything other than the two fundamental, the main things which burn within each of us, the questions that we all have, why am I here and where am I from? Mm. I believe these are so integrated into the very core of our being because They are the only two questions that seek a real answer. God is looking for the answer itself. Where am I from and why am I here? If you were consciousness and you became conscious, you were conscious and you created all and you could do everything other than have the memory or the knowledge of where you were from and why you exist, then I would split myself into infinite different versions to gain infinite different information through infinite different situations and scenarios so perhaps by piecing it all together i could gain a complete picture of where i'm from and why i'm here mm. go, like going on a school trip or on a field trip we gain information and we go back to class and we share it and we create a, a more broad and expansive picture as a class as a as a collective
1: mm. i like that one a lot i like that one a lot yeah that each of us is Yeah, individually contributing to the collective and therefore the collective is, you know, contributing to the whole, (laughs) to that sense of wholeness. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's why for myself, it's a beautiful reminder that whoever you are and whatever you are doing, you matter more than you could ever know because you are part of reality, you're part of existence. It's like into a tree. Each leaf on the tree helps to create the tree. And in truth, if the tree was to drop one leaf, the tree would still continue to be the tree. Mm. It would not be the same tree. If you are in a place where you feel you're not achieving your desires in life, then I would suggest and ask and invite you to actually just stop, to take a moment to breathe, to connect back to your heart and to realize everything you have done so far has been a success, an achievement. A single breath in and out is an achievement. It's an accomplishment. And it's a gift to be able to experience life is an absolutely fucking phenomenal gift Mm. to be separate from this truth is due to, like we've said, it's a heavy, dense, egoic desire to be like something outside yourself. When you realize that everything outside yourself is inside yourself, there's no desire to be any different than you are. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That that word desire is like an interesting one, right? Because it only comes into play in a dualistic perspective, you know, in some ways. And and yeah, desire is is kind of like the the guiding principle of this dualistic nature, right? Following our desires and, and seeing them as expressions of our uniqueness, right? We came here to have our own unique desires and explore them. But at the same time, there's this there's this knowledge also that like there they're, they're are two different kinds of desire almost right there's this binding and the non-binding desire there's this desire where i'm really attached to the outcome of my desire and my focus is there most of the time and there's the desire where i'm constantly working with my desire in an internal way you know where i'm creating from the real place of me i'm creating because i want to create within myself and the the thing that i create i'm doing it almost selfishly i'm doing it because there's an internal Locus of, of control or something like that, right? There's an internal, uh, drive or an impetus to do it versus what you're, you're kind of contrasting there, which is like some of the egoic desires of mm-hmm. like, I'm desiring because I'm doing this because I want blank or I desire this because it will give me power or control or all of these perceived things that I might get out of it. Um, but yeah, this, like, it all comes down to ignorance at the end of the day. You kind of touched on it that like in, in this, it, from a dualistic perspective, living in this human body and only seeing this human body, we're going to be cast back and forth. We're going to smash back and forth on the left and right banks of, of sadness and happiness, right? We're going to be constantly battered back and forth by the waves and crash into this shore and crash into this shore. And when we have the moments of happiness and joy, we'll be, yeah, that's what I was looking for, baby. That's what I want. That's the stuff. And every time I do that, I create this drive for that and more of an aversion to the other stuff that I've somehow labeled as bad because I haven't figured out how to process it, right? So the way I see it, like it all points to most spiritual traditions that have some sort of a goal, and the goal is something that, you know, is not something that you're supposed to be striving for and focused on the whole time, but the goal is this stripping away of the ignorance. This, this ignorance that keeps us from knowing our true self and therefore keeps us in the world of craving and aversion. And if we can strip away that ignorance and it's fun to do conceptually at first, and maybe, you know, maybe you follow my path, right? And you read the Bhagavad Gita and some Upanishads and you're really attracted to the tradition of Advaita Vedanta. Maybe you go your own way and it's entirely different and it's a blend of multiple traditions or it's just one, whatever it may be the goal, it seems, is just this stripping away of the true self. And as we can sort of start with the conceptualization of it, start with reading it, and then sort of going more and more into meditation, more and more into processing emotions, right? Sometimes some shadow work or journaling or some practical things like that. But ultimately, read a little bit, and then use that as a tool to go inside rather than what many of us do. And I'll say myself included for much of my life, which is like, oh, I'm going to read this book, and oh, and this book, oh, and this one's going to get me. And I'm going to find that guru, right? And then that, you know, and I think the more we go inside, we start to feel, we start to have these experiences of the stripping away of ignorance, this knowledge of who I am. And maybe sometimes we have a quote, bad day or a day that other times would have been bad, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing the grace in the suffering, I'm seeing the interconnectedness in the suffering, I'm seeing the frickin' joy of the suffering, you know? And I'm seeing the joy and the happiness, I'm seeing the joy and bliss in everything. It's easier said than done, of course, and it's nice to say, oh, it's a nice fancy concept, but again, we start with concepts, right? We start there, and we go into the practice of it, and I think more and more, we start to feel that I'm ignorant, I'm ignorant of my true self. And when I have glimpses of that true self, the fear just melts away. You know, everything just melts away. And all that's left is love and all that's left is opportunity for our desires as well. Right. Well, we don't see the roadblocks. We don't see the roadblocks because they were a lie. Just like the fact that you and I are different is a lie. It's just a lie that you kind of have to practice on learning. You know, you have to spend a little time working through all of the conditioning that you've picked up from everywhere. Right. 100 percent 100 percent it's
0: almost the the imagery i was getting there was every time you said about dissolving it's a physical blockage it's a physical barrier that is dissolving back to to connection with everything that is it's just dissolving back into energy which it is we perceive something as a physical barrier but in truth it's just energy and we are the same energy and we can just become that energy Mm. and like you said with the journey down the river and crashing into the other side and being the wave and the ocean is a beautiful imagery using it as well as me being the cosmic surfer, surfing upon those waves. So it's realizing that you are that droplet of water and returning to the ocean, becoming the ocean in completion, likened to being a, a block of ice appearing to be separate to water. It's solid, not liquid. It appears completely se- separate, completely different. You place it back in the water, it melts, it's separational, illusional aspects and returns to water. When you become the water again, you then connect to the whole body of water and you have the informational context, you can absorb all of that information, you can experience everything right from the other side of the entire planet because you are connected to that side of the planet, you're connected to the whole planet, the whole Mm -hmm. universe. And it's a beautiful image to see everything dissolving, all those walls of separation and boundaries, and it is, like you say, fear, which is the main barrier, the main illusion which keeps us separate from one another. But at the same time, without that form of self, without the ego, we would have no understanding of being separate, and we wouldn't be able to then learn our unique separate lessons and reasons for being here. Hmm. So again, it's, it comes back around in full circuit again. It's complete, but it's required to be separate to learn the fact that it's complete
1: yeah when when the river <laughs> flows into the lake, you know it does it cease to be a river? does it, it it loses its old name, right? I know that the Nile River flows into the Mediterranean Sea. When it reaches the Mediterranean Sea, it loses the name Nile River. Mm-hmm. But does it stop being a river? <laughs> it's this idea of like the dissolving into the everything. Does it, does it erase our individuality as well? Or is it just like, again, not necessarily a changing of forms, but a different form, right? The river doesn't change forms as it become a lake. It just integrates more with the thing that it already was. It was already attached to the lake. Try to show me the barrier between the lake and the river, right? Is it here or is it here or is it here? You know, at one at one point, it's not necessarily a form change. It's just that that, that blurring, that dissolving, it becomes what it already was. <laughs> it might lose its name. I might na- lose the yeah. name Nicholas as I dissolve, as the wave dissolves into the ocean. But the wave was already part of the ocean, right? It was always there. It just took a unique form. It just decided to be water sticking up. <laughs> just one little part of the water decided to stick up here and call itself Nicholas, Right. Yeah. And so you identify with that. But when it disappears back in there, it never came out of the water. It never went back into the water.
0: It's always been the water. It's always
1: been the water. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've always been the water.
0: We, have, Yeah, we have. We are. We are eternal. We're energy, which is scientifically anybody that is listening who likes to have a, a solid structure of understanding. Scientifically, everything is energy. Everything is atoms vibrating at different frequencies and each frequency that it vibrates at then produces the interpretation of a different solid or material structure. So we interpret the world through our lenses of perception and we interpret a wall as being solid because we are able to sense it as being solid with our human senses. We are limited in our ability to experience a full spectrum of frequency in many forms But that is the reason that we are able to stand upon a floor which is solid, which in truth is just exactly the same energy that is creating the floor that is creating us. Mm. It's just the appearance of separation and it is that human appearance. Somebody might draw on a map that the river is separate to the ocean. So then we believe it to be separate because that's the way we've been previously educated. And that is what is happening globally. We're all waking up. Realizing that barriers only exist if we decide they do. Mm. That society only holds power over us because we choose it to. That we are waking up and taking back our sovereign freedom and our sovereign right to actually create and experience the life of our desires once again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that it is part of the journey. It's part of the experience. And that by returning as a freshwater body of water in the river back to the ocean, we gain further information, we gain further minerals, further further depth to Mm. our information. Yeah. The sea is a lot deeper. It has a lot more depth and darkness in it. Mm. And quite often through the awakening journey, At the beginning, especially when after all the unicorns and rainbows have settled down and we go into the dark night of the soul and we have to then, or we don't have to, we don't have to do anything. But we know that in order to venture and move past the darkness, we actually have to face the challenges within it. It can become very disheartening. And that returns to the illusion that suffering is separate to pleasure. There is a separate experience. Again, by bringing back in the completion of it, we know it's just another experience. It's just another level in the game to overcome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And quite often we are raised and it's a desire, it's part of our human desire to experience pleasure, which is linked into our survival instincts as much as anything else. We focus upon pain or the desire to escape pain in order to keep ourselves safe, far more than we focus on pleasure. It's proven that if you give somebody a reward for achieving a task, they will go about trying a little bit more than they would have done. But if you tell them they'll be punished if they don't achieve it, then they will give everything they have in order to not receive that punishment. Mm -hmm. We focus upon the negatives in life. And the way that I was showing this before is flicking a coin which again is a single object but it has two sides and without the two sides it would not be a coin and with this test would not work Mm -hmm. so with the heads and the tails if you flick a coin say you do it a hundred times you'd expect it to land equally heads and tails an equal number of times roughly so in life you would then mathematically expect to experience ups and downs equally knowing that everything in existence is energy vibrating at different frequencies and it does so in waveform, It goes up and down. So why then do we feel so hard done by or personally affected when we suffer? Oh, why me? Why? That's not fair. Poor me. Poor egoic me. Poor little ego is the new favorite term that I've (laughs) developed for myself. If my ego becomes upset, I'm like, poor little ego. And it's like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to go and be quiet again. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to... Introduce the concept that you focus actually more on the positives in life. Mm. You accept the negatives are there as part of the whole of existence, as part of the completion within the dualistic concept or the non-duality way of looking at it. It's just an experience. So if you focus on the positives, then you align yourself with the positives and you grow them within your... Within your garden, within the garden of your mind, you focus your light of attention on the flowers, grow the flowers. If you grow, the, if you focus on the weeds, you grow the weeds. So for me, I know that there is a lot of darkness in the world, but I choose to focus upon and be the light because focusing upon the darkness only puts me in the darkness and lowers me vibrationally to that vibration to then experience that which i seek to not experience mm-hmm. focused on it and you experience it i don't want to experience that i don't want to do that i don't want to have that well stop focusing on it then because by focusing on not wanting it you're actually focusing upon it and creating it
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's a very very interesting journey and recently the depth of downloads let's say that i've been getting are something else and i'm at a point now where i have gone very deep down that rabbit hole to the point where i've embodied the truth that none of it matters Mm -hmm. whether i achieve my quest here on life or not really doesn't fucking matter because it doesn't matter it means it's already done because Mm. there's nothing to block that path there's no oh what ifs what if i'm not good enough what if i don't it's what doesn't matter so i do what i do because i can so i know and it's the depth of knowledge that we can get to through that deep meditation which i'm sure would be something that you would suggest to anybody listening to start at a point of discovery to To connect back to the truth of who they are to become not only the droplet of water but the ocean itself we realize this upon returning to the ocean after exiting these avatar bodies let's say but we can experience that through meditation Mm -hmm. so what would be a suggestion that you might give to somebody that was looking to discover the truth of who they are
1: yeah um The word control, the word control kept popping into my mind right now while you were talking about all that. And and I think it's important to recognize to what extent all or most of our suffering comes down to to sort of like that avoiding that like, you know, we're either in a craving or aversion, right? We're either for something or running away from something else, right? Like you were saying, we're chasing the good, we're running away from the bad. Even those words are not helpful, right? We have to find a way to start saying, good and bad, positive and negative, in a way that doesn't imply duality. Because we're 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 aware of the non-dualistic nature of these experiences. And yet we keep putting ourselves in this box of saying good and bad, positive and negative, and it's like not necessarily helpful. <laughs> but again, when it comes down to like to what extent am I trying to control the control the beautiful mystery of this life, right? Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a mystery. And many of us that are seekers of truth at one point in our life are like, I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, the the only liars out there are the ones that have told you that they figured it out, right? Everyone everyone has a valid perspective except for the ones that say, I got it. This is the answer. (laughs) So in an answerless world, right? In a controlless world, to what extent are you suffering because you're trying to control your experience or the outcomes of your actions, right? We could say, for example, I'm a neurotic person. And so I want to not be a neurotic person. Am I suffering because I'm neurotic by nature? Or am I suffering because I'm trying to not be a neurotic person? Is it the lack of acceptance? Because when I think of control, which, was be- which has been like the one of the guiding words of this life experience for me for most of it, I'm 34 years and for probably 30 years or so control and still to this day, why do I lie to myself? Still to this day, (laughs) control is something that I go after, right? Yeah. Let's have a little fricking honesty here. Control is something that I think we still go after. Right. And so I know that like when I'm suffering, it's usually because I want my experience to be a certain way and that implies that I know better, that I think I know better, or that if I was God, as you were saying earlier, I'd have it all figured out, right? I w- there wouldn't be any suffering. I'd have it all right. I could be a better God than God, whatever God is. <laughs> That's what that control thing comes down to. It's like I wouldn't make, you know, the unique expression of, of God called Nicholas. I wouldn't make him suffer in this way if I was God. I wouldn't have poverty and famine and all these things. And, and again, it's it, it makes us get really, really sucked into our ego when we're focused on, yes. I want this, I don't want this. But I have the power to control this, this fucking beautiful mystery of life. And all of a sudden what happens is life loses all of its beautiful mystery. It becomes, I like the game analogy, by the way the playfulness of it. Mm. But in some ways, life loses all the mystery and it becomes this game that you can learn all the rules and do it the right way or the wrong way, right? And so we are stuck in right or wrong all of a sudden. Yes. Happy or sad. Go on. Challenge me.
0: There is no right or wrong because every wrong decision leads you to the next experience. Mm -hmm. It's all an experience. It's a happy, right? To add an extra level of enjoyment it's an adventure life is an adventure every experience is an adventure there is no good there is no bad it's an adventure i would like to experience this adventure as opposed to this adventure it then brings that wonderment and excitement and joy back there is no failures there is no negatives that is the truth in it there is no no battle no fight to be had it's just an eternal dance between light and dark which
1: happenings create. and reactions yes. happenings and responses either reactions or responses 100
0: it was a i wanted to add it was a beautiful image and again it's the waves when you return to the ocean you become the ocean but you realize that as much as you try to direct the flow of the current as much as you try to actually control the peaks or the troughs of the waves you can't because you haven't gone back to that aspect of completion yet, which you won't experience at all within these physical bodies within this realm. Mm. It's outside of the context of potential within this if third dimension or fifth dimension or whatever label you want to uh, apply to
1: it realm. You could call it a turkey sandwich for all I care. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 they're fun concepts as well. And I'm into them. But again, this, this intellectualization, whether we call it 3D or 5D or a turkey sandwich, that's not going to get us to where the answer is.
0: Right. It's labeling. And every time you label, you limit it to the context and barriers of that label. Mm -hmm. So it's accepting the, the wonderment and pleasure and experience of it again. You are the wave. You can't control the direction the wave is traveling in, but you can enjoy the experience of being the wave.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you do the surfing metaphor a lot, which I think is appropriate as well. It's like it really does come down to like there are so many situations in life that can make one person happy and another person sad. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what we have is like there's no objective like good thing or bad thing in life it really comes down to like happenings and responses to those happenings right and 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 when you talk about surfing the waves sometimes those are waves of pleasure or pain you know if we're playing applying a label to them Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of it does come down to like this embracing and accepting of what this is and the perfection that is being presented to me right now and working with that So if someone cuts me off in traffic and gives me the finger, that can be a hilarious, funny moment, right? That can be a moment where I say, oh, what's up his butt today? Or it could be a moment where I say, well, isn't that a funny looking God today? Didn't God decide to appear to me today in an interesting way, right? Yesterday, my girlfriend was taking care of me and I just started crying looking at her. I'm like, I can't believe God is appearing to me this way right now. In the form of this beautiful woman, like taking care of me. It's like such a cool thing, right? So going back, like we can respond, we can surf these waves in all sorts of different ways, right? How, how are we going to deal with the perfection that life gives us? It might give us perfection in the form of like a a pain in the body. It might give us perfection in the form of like this person that we love so much and we cry when we look at them. We just feel that. But however it is, Life is handing us nothing more than just here it is, here it is. This is it. What's next? Nothing. This is it. What are you going to do with it? And constantly we're in this like we're in this journey of life where we're doing stuff with it. And sometimes we do stuff with it and it's constructive. And sometimes we do stuff with it and it's a little bit more destructive. And that's okay because we need both, right? If I rip a piece of paper in half, am I destroying the piece of paper or am I creating two new pieces of paper? You know, there's nothing wrong with the construction or destruction thing. But the idea is we know that, like, life is not having us something with a label. Life is going, here's some stuff. Here's some perfect stuff. What do you want to do? Do you want to label it? And so, like, we're learning. Yeah. We can, we can get in touch with our emotions. We can find that our emotions have tendencies and we go to the same places of hurt or happiness. We can find that our intellect has tendencies, you know, and we can play this game of life. We can do the Mario thing. We could run around and get the stars and get the gold coins and all of that. But it's, it's more of a game, right? It's more of just a way to experience you know, oh, here's the next level. In this level, there's an opportunity at one point where you go down the tube and then you get to travel and you get to work to, you know, worlds five, six or seven or whatever. Mm -hmm. Each level might look a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just, here's the next level, here you go. And we decide how we want to handle it. We decide how we want to use intellect to control our emotional response and sort of train these muscles that we're not used to and kind of master the human game as best as we can. While also knowing that there's nothing to freaking master. So we're mastering it in a way to have fun. I'm doing it because I want to like enjoy playing the level and get better each time. Be able to beat my high score. But not because I want to beat the game. Because I know this is that one version of Mario that's like goes on forever. There's no end level. There's no final boss. There's no Bowser waiting for us at the end. Right? It's just like constant levels where we're just like. I'm going to try to save the princess, but if I do or don't, that's okay. (laughs) And
0: each level only gets harder. Uh So everything you have experienced and gained as a knowledge base in the previous experience, in the previous level, you then go forward to the next one. But you need that in order to have any chance of overcoming the learnings in the next level. It only gets harder. You get more, more connected, more knowledgeable, more able You become stronger, more adaptable, more fluid, yet the level gets harder. So you are really at the same place, having a very similar experience every time. Different characters, different surroundings. So really, why not just enjoy what is here now?
1: That's so cool, man. It's like the opposite of what we're often taught. That like, oh, you're going to do the practices or you're going to find the guru or you're going to whatever. And then there's going to be a point where life just happens. It just happens and things just flow to you and everything's easy. And it's funny how you can recognize that some of that's true. Like you were saying, you, you become more, more equipped to deal with things, right? And you respond better and you navigate the waters better. At the same time, life throws you harder and harder stuff, both internally and externally, right? In your relationships, in your business relationships, whatever it may be. I think that's so cool. I'm dealing with stuff in 2020, nothing related to what's going on in the world. I'll be honest. I'm dealing with things like internally with my own health, with my own journey that has been interestingly enough, like the hardest struggle, the biggest challenge I've ever had in my life and like the the best, easiest, funnest thing. Like I've just cried from the sheer beautiful interconnectedness of us all so many times in this last year. So it's so interesting how like the things are harder, in some way you could label them harder and tougher and more challenging. I'm enjoying them. Now I'm saying that not to frickin trick myself into saying I'm enjoying my suffering. I'm enjoying this thing that is happening to me that I can no longer call suffering, you know, and so I, I, I just thought that was cool. How you say that we're, we're so used to hearing just stick it out. Just wait, work a little bit harder, focus a little bit more. You're not practicing right. Just learn how to practice right. And then you'll, and then you'll get it. And then everything will flow effortlessly and you'll be manifesting in real time and blah, blah, blah. Come on. Right. Some of that's true. Some of that's true. <laughs> some of it is the spiritual community focusing on, you know, aversion and chasing good things mm-hmm. and setting people yeah, yeah. up for uh, some temporary Puppies and rainbows or whatever you decided earlier. <laughs> but ignoring the fact that life, life is unicorns. Life is supposed to be this wild, dramatic play. Otherwise, we wouldn't have come here. We came from a place where it was formless and changeless and everything was always just whatever, man. It's all good, baby, baby, right? Mm-hmm. We came to this place to have a little bit of fucking fun, to get our heart broken mm-hmm. a little bit. You came here to get your heart broken to see... How do you put it back together again? Yes. Or how do you realize that it never got broken? (laughs) Even better, right? How do you realize that it never got broken in the first place? You just convinced yourself it did. right? And there in
0: that is so many depths of information and levels of consciousness in that one imagery. You fall over to learn how to get back up again. The more situations you fall over in, the more you learn how to get back up in. The more you can then help other people when they fall over in all those different situations. But in truth, it doesn't really matter because none of it matters because it is just an experience to be experienced. And life is finding those moments of of calm, of peace, of balance. The universe is absolutely chaotic. is mayhem. And we are in that fine point where we can experience not only the mayhem, but also the pleasures and joys and bliss and connections. And when you said about, I, it touched me fucking deeply. When you said about your girlfriend and looking at her saying, I'm so blessed to be experiencing God in this form. I've never actually had that imagery before. I've never had that thought, that that concept that everybody we come into contact with is God. I always see them as an element of myself and able to then mirror parts of myself upon them dependent on their ability to be a neutralized mirror or or not. But to look at everybody and to go, thank you, God, for this experience, for that experience, it brings another level and another layer of of gratitude. And for me, gratitude is the foundation that i build everything from
2: Mm.
0: knowing is different to embodying and existing in (laughs) to say it's only going to get harder the further we go through so we may as well just be happy where we are now it's one thing to have that information channel through but to then for me to go okay after we've finished with the interview and after my client later i will do nothing because i don't need to to actually do that is different Mm. I'm very driven and it's again finding that balance between doing what I do simply because I can for the, mm-hmm. for the enjoyment, for the experience, as opposed to having to. And that is my main mantra really at the moment. I can because I am. That's it. I do yeah. what I do because I can and I can
1: because I am. That's it. Yeah. It's not about not doing, right? It's just about doing for the sake of doing rather than doing for something on the outside for some sort of result that's going to come to us right which we know distracts us from the doing you know my mind we know i I have this conversation with my girlfriend all the time we always tease she's like women are better at, at multitasking than men i'm like no you're not you just think you are it's proven that the brain can only focus really well on one thing we always laugh about it but it's this idea that if i'm focused on the outcome i can't be focused on the doing I'm split between the two. And so that's what keeps us in this, like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how this is going to work out. Maybe I should just scrap it and start over. Nobody's going to accept it or all that. You know, It's not about doing. I don't preach a life of renunciation. And for some people, that's cool if they want to go that route. I've considered it many times and still do. I have this fantasy, actually, of going out and being the naked guy in the jungles meditating all day. Maybe people come to, yeah, right. You have that too. Maybe some so. of that is a, is, is a beautiful thing. And I think some of that is my, my tendency to avoid and escape also creating this fantasy. I think it's kind of like a, an interesting part of my character that I have this monk on the mountain fantasy. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like it's not about renouncing this life, right? Would, do you feel that potentially it's a memory of a previous life?
0: I, I feel that for myself, it's a memory of a place where I was most at peace. And then I chose to to come back to experience the another aspect of it.
1: It could absolutely be. And, and one thing to explore is like, you know, in, in, in Advaita Vedanta, there's this concept of Vasana. Vasana is like a strong tendency that you have and it can be carried over from your previous lives mm-hmm. and it's built within your life. So Vasana means fragrance. And the idea is like okay. if I take some perfume, and I spray it into the room and I leave the room and I come back in maybe 10 minutes later. There's still going to be some of that fragrance left in the room. And it would trigger that memory. So it could be that you have a tendency a vasana from a previous life that's carrying over. It got wrapped up into your karma and shipped into your new body here as Cain. Mm-hmm. And it could also be like, you know, we also like reinforce our vasana. If I have a vasana for sex, if I love having sex and like I just, you know, I just I feel that sexual urge and I just go after it every time i go after it rather than trying to you know find a different way to direct that energy every time i go after that i'm reinforcing the vasana i'm reinforcing that fragrance it's going to last a little bit longer it builds a little bit more into my imprinting right so you could have had a tendency or you could have a tendency from a past life to like yeah So to go and be up on the mountain, perhaps.
0: There's a very strong desire to be that old guy with a big beard, sat on a beach somewhere, doing naked yoga, living in some heaven.
1: Like whittling (laughs) birds out of wood, right? Like like, You just sit there all day whittling birds out of beach wood and meditating and just eating things, right? Just yep. naked eating mangoes. Yeah. It. <laughs> that, that is the dream. One day, one day. Yeah, yeah. You would be. I'll see you there, man. I'll see you on that beach
0: where we'll we'll get our own island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Build some, build some shacks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I can't. I can't even remember what the heck we were talking about now. What we were just talking about before all this?
0: We were discussing
1: the mystery if- of the universe.
0: Yeah, well, different (laughs) different levels of understanding to the mysteries of the universe and whatever level that we are at in our own unique journey, that is the perfect area, the Mm. perfect place, the perfect position and to slow down. Ah. As you were saying, to slow down, to enjoy what is in front of you as opposed to where you're going, to enjoy the journey as opposed to focusing on the destination. Mm. And for me... It was a beautiful, beautiful teaching that my two-year-old nephew gifted me. We went for a walk as a family. Uh, During the summer, we went camping. We all went for a walk. And my brother was with his son. And because everybody else was quite far in front, he was getting a little bit agitated that his son was taking a long time Mm. because he wanted to stay as part of the group. And he almost felt energetically, I, I... watched it was just an energetic observe, observation he was becoming a little bit feeling of disconnection from the family because everyone was going to go on a rope swing and he didn't want to miss out so he was trying to get his son to hurry up so i actually without realizing it until afterwards i went and placed a protective barrier around him mm. because nobody's going to tell me to hurry up so i went and sat with him and stopped and and said i'll look after him, you go Uh, like nobody is going to force me to hurry up. As a two-year-old child, come on, come on, come on, hurry up. And then I started looking at what he was doing, and he was just playing with a bit of mud. And I sat with him, and we played with this bit of mud. And after a while, and this is what happens in single-focus meditation, instead of it just being a a brown object, you start to see the different colors and contours in it. And then it almost seems to actually come alive, Mm. because we're able to see the entire object, not just a quick glance of it. Like driving past a beautiful flower in a car. It's just maybe you see some color flash, but that's it. Cycle past it on a bike, going a bit slower. Maybe you see the shape of the flower. Mm. You walk past it, you can see the different petals. But if you stop, only by stopping and observing it do you really ever see the full picture. And he taught me to allow for the child in you to set the pace. Mm. when we go for a walk quite often we go okay let's go for a walk and say you go out for an hour's walk you're not actually walking to a certain destination you're walking to go back to where you started (laughs) just as within this life we're born to return to once we came yet we rush through it to try to make as much of an achievement through life as possible well if i walk really far really quickly then my walk's going to be much more enjoyable than if i walk slowly actually no Because if you walk slowly, even three or four steps, if you fully embrace and experience those three or four steps, you will gain so much more experience and knowledge and beauty and connection than you would if you took 50,000 steps rushing and running through it. Mm. That was a very beautiful lesson and learning for me is to, in a walk, allow the child to set the pace. Yeah. because if you're rushing a child come on hurry up then as soon as they're born as soon as they're able to walk they're being pulled and dragged and rushed through life stand behind them let them lead the way in a wolf pack the alpha stays at the back mm. and ensures that the the pace is set by the more frail or weak or young this is the way that we should be existing as a collective allow the child within you to set the pace allow for Part of you that is more connected to that feminine quality to actually sit and to enjoy and to laugh and to connect with love to another person as opposed to seeking what you can take from them or gain from them. Mm. It's a, it's a beautiful image. And yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and I go back to that. How did he get in there? How did God get in there, that little two-year-old nephew of yours, you know, to be able to teach you that lesson? Like, how how did God get into all this stuff? It's so cool. <laughs> but, yeah, like that that idea of, of speed is something so important to me. We're moving too fast. There is a small percentage of people in the collective that likes moving fast. They probably are here to move fast and good for them. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of folks moving at their speed that shouldn't be. And I've been one of them a lot of my life. Like I've in the past year, especially in my personal life and with some of my offerings online and whatnot with clients in real life, I've slowed down immensely, you know, and and for me, I'm operating at a pace that is starting to feel comfortable. There's a lot of folks out there that like to move at a slower pace. There's a lot of folks out there more and more probably every day, I believe, that are, you know, could be considered highly sensitive persons or empaths or, you know, whatever word you want to use for that. Um, And I'm just going to say the truth because you and I, one of the things that we connect on is that we're like, we, even if this, this reality is an illusion in some sense and it's, it's, it appears as reality, but it's not, um, you and I don't sugarcoat it. Right. We're not into that whole like, yeah, love and light only. And like, you know, we, we, we see reality and we're willing to move towards life. I mm-hmm. think that's what this is about. It's about moving towards life in all of its forms rather than trying to run away or escape from certain forms of it. We don't like. Sure. And I think it's important to also recognize in many ways we're living in an insane world. We're living in, a, <laughs> we're living in an insane world run by psychopaths. And it's like, you know, what, you know, you're not allowed to think that as someone who's into like spirituality and whatnot, right? You're supposed to all be like, yeah, we're all God. That's true in a way. But Mm -hmm. some people are so disconnected from their their own souls that like we have psychopaths running this world. We have insane world where people are constantly looking outside of themselves for answers, constantly buying shit we don't need. Consumer culture is crazy. It's the craziest thing and not enough people are talking about it. And there's a lot of people in the spiritual community that are teaching you how to embrace consumer culture even more, but just buy Palo Santo instead of video games or whatever the heck it is. Right. Like there's, and it's okay. It's okay to buy things. That's part of the, this existence, but there is, there is an exaggerated version of anything. Right. And, and we're, right. like, we're living in this world that wants us to constantly feel uncomfortable with ourself, incomplete, seeking something outside of even the fucking <laughs> spiritual tradition of seeking something called enlightenment, which I'm not sure exactly what that is. Is it nirvana? Is it moksha? Is it, you know, there's a lot of different, whatever. I'm getting on a rant here, but like, it's important to recognize this Love it. The world's a little bit crazy and the world is asking you to do crazy things. Mm -hmm. And there are psychopaths that are running the world that are so fragmented. They're like they barely have a soul, if at all. (laughs) So part of our journey here is kind of like figuring out what works for us, right? Figuring Mm -hmm. out what pace we want to move at, figuring out what feels comfortable. And sometimes that happens when we watch children or we watch other people. Sometimes it happens when we get in touch with ourselves. But again, we should be buying the stuff we want to buy. And yeah. be identifying why we want to buy it. And there's nothing wrong with buying things. But like, what is this for? Is it because I think it's going to get me blank? Then we're losing it, right? Then we're going into that seeking and that hoping and that wanting and all that. So I like I just I'm looking at the time and like, I don't know how long, how much longer sure. we've got here, but I wanted to put that out there that like.
0: No, thank
1: you. Get in touch with ourself. We should practice meditation. We should get in touch with our emotions and learn how to process them rather than express them as rage, you know, let them build it. But at the same time, we should kind of look at the world and see that it's a little bit sick, not God's creation, not like the natural world as it is, but some of the society that we've built, some of the people that we've let run us. And some of the people, some of the ways we continue to play these games of politics and separation and red versus blue and all this stuff, it's insanity. And it is a war of consciousness and it is meant to keep us in fear and competition and lack and yes. not good enoughness and yes. all <laughs> those things that are the real root of our perceived suffering. So that we
0: need to seek things outside ourselves to complete the internal aspect of self which will never be achieved. But again, returning to the fact it's all part of the same, those which seek to control us and destroy us are just playing their role in this beautiful experience, this adventure. Mm -hmm. And again, fucking thank you, brother, because you just gave me some information the devil in me. The reason we do what we do, and we can do what we do, is because we accept. I accept that I have the potential within me to perform the most sadistic acts of hatred, as well as the most loving acts of kindness. Mm. This is me. It's all me. I what am do you mean? You
1: haven't, you haven't purified all of the anger.
0: <laughs> I am <laughs> the cunt as well as the the savior. Beautiful. And I will always be both these things. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Always, oh, That will not be removed. It is part of existence. It is part of me. I'm not trying to deny or defy this or escape it. I embrace it. Okay. I walked hand in hand with the devil. I shook his hand and said, thank you for all your learnings. And I went upon my way. Mm-hmm. But I know he's always there, just as the angel is always there. And they're not on our shoulders. They're within us. They're mm-hmm. part of us, as everything is. Mm. The reason that there is a element of control through sadistic narcissistic people is because we have separated that from ourselves. So we have to be showing it as an external dominant force by the collective trying to escape the fact that they have hatred and anger within them. They are externalizing it and mm-hmm. they, then must be showing it as a mirror in order to see it within themselves to be able to address it. Whatever we deny persists. Mm -hmm. I was saying this yesterday with calling Gaia a a female, a mother. Mm. By separating the masculine from the earth, we then as a collective have to be more masculine to bring balance to the equation of this planet. Mm. If we allow for the masculine to be returned to Gaia, then we don't have to be so masculine to bring balance. It's Mm -hmm. the separational aspects again. By trying to separate and deny the, the evil within us or the potential to experience and produce evil, we have to then experience it outside of ourselves to be able to experience it as part of the collective, part of the, the whole. Yeah. That is why they are there in such a broad and limelighted position because society is trying to pretend that they're all perfect and great and I go to work and I pay my bills, I don't speed, I don't swear, et
1: cetera, et cetera.
0: It's load of fucking bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, Thank, you. And, Thank you, God. For sure. Yeah. And, and that's like, yeah, I know I mentioned it earlier, but like that goes back to that same thing when like someone cuts you off in traffic or whatever. Like if you scream, fuck you or whatever. Like, okay. Okay. That's fine. You had a reaction, you know, oh, yeah. don't beat yourself up out of about it, you know, show some compassion, move on. But you know, the other option is someone cuts us off on traffic. I do play the game sometimes and I, I play it sometimes out of necessity when I'm like, You know i wake up and i'm like i don't feel that overarching love for humanity like some days i do and i'm like what is this i'm tapped in to just how beautiful we all are other days i wake up i'm like i'm not feeling it today man you know don't get me wrong i like people i know we're all in this thing together but like i'm just not feeling that like love feeling and on those days especially it's a great day to practice that little game of like i'm driving down the road i'm looking at everybody in their cars i'm seeing everybody on the sidewalk and i'm playing my God, aren't you an interesting-looking God? Oh, my God, <laughs> you're a funny-looking God, kind of. Oh, sorry I judged you, but, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful-looking God. You know, I, I like to play that game a little bit. And I fe- I'm feeling it now. Right, I'm getting the goosebumps now. I'm feeling it because I know I'm connected into a truth. I know that, like, it's a fun, playful way to connect with this truth that takes you out of yourself and allows you to see yourself and all the other people and them and you. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I that, accept all aspects and keeping it playful again. Keeping that joy and that play and that excitement and that wonderment alive, it's excitement. If you have excitement to fill and to fuel you, then it's all just a fucking beautiful game. It's a, it, why do we play computer games? Mm-hmm. For the experience of the game. Not to complete it, just to play it. There's nothing to complete in life. There's nothing to do. It's just there to be enjoyed, experienced, to be played. I'd like to, for a moment, if this is going to work, I'm share your screen share share some of your socials Ah, okay so this is your instagram page so anybody that is looking to actually connect with you on instagram i'm not sure if you can see it at the wave in the ocean very very deep knowledgeable wisdom there is mario himself <laughs> yeah good
2: <laughs> what do you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it is it's a beautiful mix of comedy and spiritual wisdom. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good one right there. I like that. Yeah. The three the three children. Always liked that one. That one got mega shared. Yeah. All sorts of people stole that and didn't uh didn't tag me and I was just happy to see it everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> it hit my ego at first and then I was like,
0: oh no. Yeah, but then again, it's not it's not you, is it? It's not yeah. yours. Oh, look, 333 333. Three, three, uh, three. Yeah, divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's um, a beautiful, beautiful platform, a beautiful tribe of like-minded people that you can go and connect with and actually gain a connection to Nicholas in a personal way. Thank you, man. By going on using any of the free and amazing tools that you have created and that you you deliver because, again, you can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Very beautiful website. Thank you, man, yeah. So we have um, Instagram is definitely the best place to connect if anyone would like to connect. And I answer all my DMs and all that. So please feel free to say hi or let me know what you're going through or anything like slide that. Slide in your DM. Yeah, slide on in there. Um, and yeah, we're like I said, I've kind of um, over the past couple of months, especially I've been in kind of in creation mode and working on some new mm-hmm. things, kind of scaling back on some of my previous offers. So you'll find that things are a little quiet right now. Um, but I'm, I'm posting on Instagram again, and I've got some fun, really fun things that I'm excited to share coming up soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, if, if there's something that you're not finding there that you're looking for, just go ahead and send a DM and, uh, we can chat, see what's going on. Beautiful.
0: And then there's also the
1: Facebook community. Um, not an image. No. You don't use that? This I lost access to. Facebook has um, rescinded access to my accounts. We're (laughs) in a world of censorship and and whatnot. So, this page exists. I cannot access it. So, um, probably going to try to find a way to take it down since I
0: did. um, It was a struggle to find because I I knew that it was there, but it did take quite a bit of searching to actually discover. So, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful
1: post. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my brother and I have both been censored, so. Uh... <laughs> well,
0: so, I'm are... surprised I haven't been yet. One of my posts was earlier because of COVID. Yeah. They didn't even mention it was nothing about COVID. Sure, that's the new. They, they just meant they censored it because it mentioned COVID and YouTube as well. But I don't believe that you really post on
1: there too often. That's another thing that, like, I just threw a couple on there a while ago. But um, I've mm-hmm. been I've been creating some videos recently, and um, yeah, I'll probably be on Instagram and YouTube a little bit coming up Instagram's the main
0: platform to Instagram's
1: my main platform yeah and I'm not going to get TikTok or anything I like to keep it small and simple and same with my day so but I'm happy to connect with anyone I'd love to see you stop by Instagram say hello appreciate it okay, this was great man I appreciate
0: yeah. it no I appreciate you brother more than you know it's a yeah. uh, it's a pleasure a joy and an honor to to be able to to connect with you and to have the experience together Honestly,
1: brother. Yeah, Thank it's, you. it's great to know God through you, man. I appreciate it. And, <laughs> uh, had a beautiful call, and and yeah, be in touch. We'll talk soon. And anybody else, God bless. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. And uh, yeah, stay in the light. Always. Thank you, brother. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Have a Bye-bye. night.
0: Bye bye. Peace. What a beautiful, beautiful episode. Thank you all for joining us, for tuning in, for ensuring that you actually subscribe not only to the YouTube channel, but also to the podcast platform in whatever form that you are using it. Download the podcast, share it with as many people as you can. That was an absolutely fucking amazing episode. And next week's is going to be just as powerful and informational. Next week, I am interviewing a very, very well-known Olympic athlete. Check that out bringing the difference and diversity to the show. The reason, again, that I have separated from the radio station is so that I can bring information like this. This is a very, very powerful and deep level of information, level of wisdom, and it was an absolute honor to be able to to share it with you all. I love you all, and I will speak to you very soon. Namaste.